Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Lunchtime Learnings. I'm delighted to be joined um, today with Holly Price, the Focus State Agent from York. So thank you very much for giving up your time and um, sharing all your learnings to our lovely viewers and watchers and listeners and anybody else. So how are you? Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. It's um it's one of those things I've been away for a couple of days and it's now back into the swing of it. So, you know, when you're off even for like half a day, you've got a mountain of things to do. So it's, um, yeah, nice and busy, which is good. Good. Well, I'm going to ask you then about your time management in a bit. Mm -hmm. But I will come to you and just say, let's talk about um, you going from working in a car garage, working in sales, working in new bills, working in lettings, mm -hmm. working in online agencies, having your own business. So yeah. start from the beginning. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today, please. Um, so I... I pretty much I think where a lot of people start in retail I started in retail so my mum and dad met at uh, when they used to work at WH Smiths and I started at WH Smiths and then my brother did and then my sister did it's very weird um sort of family connection to WH Smiths but anyway I started my sort of love of sales customer service really there I was there for a long time and I, I became a manager sort of at 19 and got off my own shop and things quite young. So I, I really liked, I had a real like work ethic sort of from the get-go and I think I got that from my dad. So uh, moving sort of from there, I went to Boots, I did some other bits and then I went to car garage, to car garage because I'm good at sales. I think, uh, you know, not specifically because I'm a woman, but um, I'm quite empathetic and I'm, I generally chat to anybody, as you'll probably know. I literally will talk to anybody who will listen. So, um, and that generally makes you quite a good salesperson, I think. So I did really well there. Unfortunately, it wasn't a fantastic environment for um, for me personally. And I actually needed to get out there quite quick. Um, so going from that, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought I didn't want to go back into retail. I wanted to stay in sales, but because I was quite kind of on the hunt for a, a job quite quickly, um, like many, many people that you've spoken to, I fell into a state agency. <laughs> and I think that's such a common thing that everybody says. I feel like it's just the standard line of how did you get into a state agency? I fell into it. Um, I saw a an advert for a sales negotiator. I was um, I'd previously worked in Harrogate, um, or if I was saying it how I'd usually say it, Harrogate, but that's, I think, the common uh, common way of saying it. So I worked in Harrogate for WH Smiths when I was uh, a supervisor there, when I was a manager there. So I kind of, I saw an advert for Hunters um, for a sales negotiator, and I thought, well, it's in the Harrogate sort of area. I was, I was still living in York. I thought, you know what, that's fine, I'll do that. I, I remember meeting um, the the branch manager at the time at the pub uh, for an interview, standard interview. I uh, had a lemon and lime and, uh, yeah, got the job. Um, so that was it. So sort of started start, started in there, kind of just I was in Harrogate for um, I think it was about maybe nine months and then I moved to the York office and then – I don't know if you kind of, it just kind of went from there, um, really. 
Um, but that's where I fell in love with property. Well, it's not even property, is it? Like it's people. That's why we do what we do. Um, so did I was at Hunters for five years. I absolutely loved the I loved it there. Like I love the people and we were we all it was that kind of time where we used to go out afterwards for a drink and you go to the pub with the, you know, um Kevin Hollenrake and you know, we'd all go to the pub together and things and and that was great. I remember once um Kevin told me off once, I think I can't remember what I did, I did something. Uh, and he told me off, he brought me into his office and he was like, do you really want this um, to be your career? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Uh, and that, that kind of changed my attitude from there. And and since then, I've just sort of loved being with involved in property. So um, left Hunters after sort of I started up there, I did valuing and um, not a lot of valuing, but I did valuing and then um, I had a hand in auctions and then I did, um, some, I started their sales progression department, what it is now, um, and then I did some of the bits and bobs. Then I got an email from somebody at McCarthy and Stone, so that was a new build retirement and I was there for two and a half years. I progressed to the um, dependent property manager for the full but Hull on Northeast, which was basically dealing with every single apartment sale, dealing with every single part exchange, dealing with the pot of money to buy in and and sell part exchange houses. And then I got made redundant, sadly. And then it just happens, though, doesn't it? And then I um I went to a prop tech firm, uh, doing sort of um no deposit kind of thing. That was in the pandemic. Then I went to um, a property buying company, which were literally the like a cash for homes and an online estate agent. So we dealt with that. Then I got pregnant, and then I thought, you know what? Now is a really good time to start a business. So that's basically, <laughs> in a very quick nutshell, the last like I don't know, like ten years in property is just sort of it's been a bit of a journey, really. Amazing. Right. Let's start with Smiths. Yeah. So um, what did you learn working in Smiths then? I mean, you talk a lot about people and obviously people's yeah. very relatable. You talk about empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, can't imagine that many unhappy people in Smiths being served by the Price family <laughs> uh, the whole time. So yeah. um, what do you think then makes an exceptional customer experience, whether it's in retail or property or working in garages? I think it's about listening to people and, and just being generally a nice person. I think that a lot of people, you know, they're going about their daily lives and they're maybe in a rush or what have you. And actually understanding that people are going through different things and just being a nice person, I think, is the the general crux of everything you know that that is the at the heart of customer service it's actually just being a, a genuine proper nice person really and I think um also having the ability I think is one of the things that having the ability to read people as well as much as you can and um and listen I think and read a room or read a circle like a an, not an energy I'm not that kind of I'm not particularly like a hippie sort of person but sort of read you can kind of get vibes can't you so just kind of reading people and yeah just being nice very true very true i wish there was a lot more nicer people in the world yeah yeah, absolutely yeah 
make a big difference. Everybody was so kind in COVID, and then God knows what happened after that. So. Absolutely. And the thing is, as well, about WH Smith, so I worked, so I started like as a Saturday girl uh, on the books floor, and then I had, I ended up getting this mad ability of being able to basically remember over the five years remember exactly what books and how many we had and on what and where that was on what shelf and I could tell you like straight away if we'd had like three copies in one copy in I could tell you exactly where it was like if you could tell me a cover of a book I'd be like yeah I know exactly which one you're talking about and I think as well like um retail helps with resilience as well because especially I don't I think they still do it now you've got uh, like a till point conversation so a TPC is what they used to call it a till point conversation selling a one pound bar of chocolate and that is that honestly that really builds up <laughs> uh, character builds character and builds up your resilience to um uh, to sort of uh, objections to be honest so that's that's a good one hundred percent. I think you need a lot of resilience in our business. It yeah. is a very, it's such, such a roller coaster. 100%. One minute you're flying high, you've just done a sale. The next minute you just lost the sale, and it's um, yeah. It's how do you so how how do you overcome with that? How do you deal with that? How do you deal with being in a, such a roller coaster? I, do, I like I'm quite an emotional person, and I take things to heart sometimes. So whilst Everybody says, you know, maybe some people that you might have asked that sort of question to would probably go, oh, you know, you just get on with it, uh, you know, water off a duck's back kind of thing. But I do take things quite personally. And I think that you do kind of have to just get on with it. You can acknowledge the fact that, okay, it's it's annoying or upsetting or whatever, but you do have to kind of find a way to move on. I probably have a glass of wine and have a bit of chocolate. And then just actually look at the bigger picture because I think that's really important. The reason I started this business is for me and my family and our daughter, Grace, like she's 18 months. You know, it's it's for a a, a long term, you know, plan for our family and, and to be and feel comfortable and happy. So it doesn't don't get me wrong, like money isn't the, you know, root of all happiness or anything like that. But just saying that, you know, that's. And you've got to think about the bigger picture rather than thinking, right, okay, this one thing went wrong. Try not to dwell on it, I think. Good advice. Glass of wine. <laughs> so that's a very brave step to start your own business. Yeah. <laughs> what made you decide to do that? And um, how long has that new business been going? I talked about it with my husband in 2020 so I'm very very lucky to have um my husband by my side because he's my best friend and he is the one that really encouraged me from the beginning and said actually and put the thought into my head actually Holly you could you could do this why haven't you why don't you think about this so I we originally started talking about it in 2020 but there was a lot of um personal stuff going on in the background um Fortunately, my, my parents were divorcing after sort of 35 years together and it all kind of came out of nowhere um, and all what it felt like to us anyway. And then we were moving house and then we were selling the uh, family home and also COVID. Da, da, da. We were trying to get married. So we got married uh, late 20 or early 2021 after the fifth attempt because of COVID. So there were so many things that kind of were going on at that time. 
but I, I was speaking to Adam Day, who um, sort of obviously heads up the uh, UKXP sort of side of it, um, in 2020. So this has been sort of a two-year thing coming, you know, if not longer, you know, looking into it and talking about it. So um, I'm now into my second year. Um, I announced last February that I was going to start doing it. So Grace was, I think, six months old at that point that I'd actually announced it I'd registered my company in the December so she was about three months old and I thought there's sort of but don't do it now I will never do it and there's never a right time to start a business and I've never I've never run my own business I've never done it before but I just thought this is something that I have to give it a go I've got Andy telling me you know my husband telling me how I should do it and I could do it and having somebody believe in you like that is kind of you can't really ignore that um Unless people are lying to you and you're going on X Factor and they tell you you're really good singers and you're really not. But um, this is a little bit different, I think. So, yeah, so now it's sort of, um, yeah, I'm just just only just into my sort of second year of actually after announcing, um, yeah, what I'd, and also today, it's two years today since I announced I was pregnant as well. So it's all kind of, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. So there's a few things I actually want to ask you there. So selling your family property yeah what did you learn from that experience no not to get involved ever again of things like um so i'm the eldest out of like three kids and i think i took a lot on um at that point and um to look after everybody and i've always kind of been like that um but i think i learned a lot about i don't know if the word being brutal is that kind of i think at that point, I sort of tried to detach things like emotions from certain things. So that kind of helped with, again, with my resilience and tried to kind of figure that out. But that, yeah, it was a really difficult time, but, it, you know, we get through it. And then yeah. did, you sell, did you sell through agents or did you sell through an agent that you recommended? Uh, I recommended, I did recommend an agent. Um, so when we sold our house at the same time as we were saying the family house um we sold through an independent agent in york um who i'd still would recommend today that you know not over myself obviously but you know if, if, if to, to lose to anybody you know that they're a really good um independent agent and i would always want to use them my mum and dad decided to go for another agent which i which i suggested and that, and that was great that was fine um and you know what? Both were good. Um, so both had good service. I think the one that we went with with an independent estate agent that was um, obviously something that was very important to me and Andy that we wanted to go with an independent because we believed that they were doing a fantastic job. They were doing something different. We loved that kind of thing. Whereas my mum and dad kind of wanted to just. Well, there wasn't really there was emotion involved, but there wasn't really sort of like bothered about that kind of service. There were they, that wasn't their priority. So, yeah, they just went with another estate agent. Again, very good. Good. And lessons learned from starting your own business and your first year. Gosh, um, what haven't I learned? I think um, one of the things starting your own business is that's different. That's separate to being an estate agent I think I think those two of the, the two stark things I think I've found that I thought it would be quite easy just to kind of 
you know run a business like I've never done it before but I just thought you know this I'm good at estate agency I think I really like to help people that's what I want to do and I don't think that I actually in my mind merged the two together of running an actual start in an actual limited company to you know doing the everyday role um and doing it so I think that that was a big learn that kind of I actually now have proper responsibilities as a company owner to um, do stuff rather than kind of just thinking, I don't know, like managing my diary. So I think that was a big thing. And actually listening to other professionals who know what they're talking about, like an accountant, you know, financial advisor, those kind of people. And also I have spoken to so many fantastic other agents that are either with different models or, you know have owned their own um you know started off their own back kind of thing or been in it for five minutes or you know five years 50 years whatever you know actually learning from others has helped me massively I thought I could do it on my own and whilst I am doing it on my own I would never have gotten there without the support of like say people like yourself or you know agents together or my fellow exp people or even like you know fantastic agents that are with other models like I can't and you know suppliers I don't think I could do it without them so you know collaboration is a massive thing that I've learned as well and not thinking that I could just do it on my own and I'll be fine without any any help or any input because <laughs> I'm quite you know no you know what I think collaboration is massive and in my days many many years ago there definitely wasn't collaboration there I think I hate agents hated estate agents full stop and it's lovely to see agents collaborating so much in all the different Facebook groups I actually wanted to help every everybody and I think it's important because I think as an industry we need to raise our standards we yeah. are trusted to sell people's biggest tax-free asset and yet um, nobody trusts estate agents I, quite, I don't really get quite understand how that works but it's um, so I think if everybody can collaborate, all look to um, raise the standards in the industry, um, and then the estate agents should get the um, credit they deserve, um, which is a lot of credit. I don't really think people, I don't think the public really understands what an estate agent does. It's not just about putting the property in a portal. Actually, you do considerably more. And one of the things I love what you do is all the videos you do. So you seem to be the go-to person for the BBC in your area. How did that all happen? I mean, it's not the BBC, it's talk TV. So, talk I, TV. Oh. but you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. I was, um, I was basically, I got a call from Scott Gunn uh, at EXP, who's my sponsor at EXP. He's fantastic. Um, and he rang me just one day. I think I was finishing off a viewing somewhere. And he said, look, Holly, um, Russell Quirk uh, has got, a, you know, a slot on 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 Christmas Eve. In fact, it was Christmas Eve because I was I was doing a viewing on Christmas Eve. Uh, and he said, you know, I don't know what you're doing with family and whatever, but I can't do he's asked me to do this thing I can't do it would you Holly be able to do it if you speak to Russell and, and kind of go from there and so I did a, a quick chat about um the Boxing Day launch with uh Russell Quirk and then 
from there, the producers generally ring me because I say yes. So, um, and I say yes at a short notice. So that's good for me. I don't mind that. But from there, it's been really lovely just to kind of be considered. And it's funny seeing my name. I know it's such say funny because I should be sort of, I don't know, not so really surprised about it, but they put property expert and I'm like, oh, it's great. I'm a property expert. Look at me. Um, but to be fair, like I've been in, I've done this for 10 years. I have done pretty much everything in the, you know, pretty much everything in the sort of property um, sector, you know, little bits, even though it's little bits, I, you know, I really cram in and try and learn as much as I possibly can. Um, and I kind of, I think all of that coming together is really nice to see um, and get asked for for stuff like that. And whilst it might not be the BBC yet, um, it's really lovely to be considered as a as a property expert and things. Like that. That's good. Really nice. So BBC, I know you're going to be watching this. You've got somebody on here <laughs> on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, a lot of people will find going on talk TV or any TV or even getting behind the camera um, very daunting. Um, how do you overcome that? I try, I had I can't remember who told me or give me a tip, but somebody said to me quite recently and once, you know, talk to the person that you're talking to, like you talk to a best friend or a really close friend. And that's all that you that's the only person that you're talking to. You're not talking to whoever is watching, or you're not talking to whoever's gonna see it later on on YouTube or what have you. You are talking to a friend and you're talking to somebody that knows you really well and you know really well. So you can kind of open up and you can relax a little bit. And um, it's the same with my videos. Um, when I do property tours, I get things wrong all the time. And that's just it. And that's just kind of, you know, there's no beating around the bush. I get stuff wrong all the time. I've got more bloopers than I've got a successful takes in things. But you, I think it's just, you just have to kind of, sounds stupid because it's so hard but you have to just do it and I don't know how else to kind of say that but I do I did theatre studies as well at school so I you know I've always been like a theatre we were just chatting before uh, we came on about the theatre and kind of that's my background I've been in pantomimes I love that sort of stuff so I'm that sort of thing does come naturally to me and I'm, I'm I'm really lucky for that and you know I definitely don't um, you know consider myself uh, I don't know an, an expert with everything like that but it, yeah it's I think I just kind of try and forget about everything else that's going on. Well one of the videos that I really enjoyed recently was your frequently asked questions. Oh thank you. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah so um, it's funny because now I'm getting a little bit busier and now I've got my name out there a little bit more now look york's a big city um and i didn't want to when i started my business like some people want to kind of really um hone in on one postcode and i really didn't want to do that because um york is a full city i absolutely love so but now i'm getting busier and also getting coming up up against other agents who are also starting to notice me which is good which is great which is lovely um and, you know, agents that I've known, again, through years of being in a state agency, you know, in York and, and nationally as well. So I think sometimes the the, the facts 
you know, those frequently asked questions actually come really from somebody else having another agent round and saying, oh, who else are you having out? Oh, well, I'm having Holly Price. And them sort of smirking and saying, well, she's on her own, you know, and like, well, yeah, that's fine. That's why I'm getting her out. Um, and generally people know what they're getting before they get me out, which is good, which is nice. So those comments come in from other agents or anything like that is sort of it just sort of actually helps me more than it helps them I think um and there's enough business to go around so I don't get bothered about it there's just you know it's just one of those things I, I like your attitude I like uh, your attitude I've, you know no. so start a business yep got not many properties if any how did you go out and find the first ones? Where did they come from? Referrals. So first one, I remember crying at the uh, valuation after I'd done it. Uh, and he said, yeah, let's go ahead. I'm not getting anybody else. I was so shocked that even anybody would even consider using me. Like, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have any sort of, you know, properties to show them. This is what I've sold there, there, there. I just had me. And not a lot of equipment basically I I planned on launching so I announced it in February 20, last year and I planned on launching in May when my little one was about to go to nursery and then I got a referral and a, a you know and I thought well I can't say no that was in the March and I thought well what am I going to do I, I can't say no let, let's go for it so then it started to become it's so funny that people have known me for as an estate agent for forever like people have messaged me and I used to get messages all the time from loads of different people looking to buy looking to sell that just know me as an estate agent so that really helped get the first couple of listings um and then from there, oh bless you um and then from there I did some canvassing and we just went out with Grace in the carrier and we had our cockapoo Elvis on the on the lead and me and Andy went out canvassing the village where we were, got one from there. And really now it's kind of um, referrals, uh, Facebook, social media, definitely. Um, so, yeah, but it, it definitely at the start, it, it was one of those things that people had always known me as, as an estate agent, even though I hadn't been an estate agent for about five years before I actually started. Not like properly, not a traditional thing in a an estate agency uh, office. So, yeah, so that's it really in referrals. And I can't thank people enough for that. So it's really lovely. Fantastic. So earlier you mentioned agents together. Yes. Uh, so how have they helped you? So I have a fantastic mentor. Um called Angela Wallace she is uh, just an amazing powerhouse um, and we have a lot of things in common and we got on really really well but sort of I was at a point where I just started my business I wasn't in a great place sort of with my mental health um, you know it's something that I like still deal with now as well so um, but I was I wasn't in a great place um, and I needed some help and I needed some support and I needed to I want but I didn't have the money to find like a, a counsellor or kind of um, not that that's what you're there for but you know like a, a business coach I just didn't have that money because I just got my first instruction and I wasn't going to get paid on that for months so um, being with agents together has just been 
just like a little lifeline really uh, just somebody that I could go to that doesn't know you know exp doesn't have that involvement there you know completely somewhere separate that doesn't know me and can get to know me on a completely separate level and it was it's just been fantastic and we still talk now even though our six months is up we voice note we um talk to each other like uh Angela sends you know sends me a birthday gift and and she sent me a lovely Christmas gift and you know we you know it's fantastic we say love you after things so it's actually built into a friendship which is I can't thank Sam awfully enough for matching me with uh with Angela she's amazing <laughs> oh that's lovely and um, we have a pleasure of meeting the first time a couple of weeks ago at yes. the Women in State Agency conference yes. which I found to be an absolutely incredible eye-opening inspirational day I'm sure there's loads more um positive um adjectives to give to that day um what did you make of it what did you take away from that day so I was quite ill on that day but so um, I don't know if you remember, but I was completely, pretty much completely off my voice. So. No, I don't want to say anything, but there was a super spreader in the room because a lot of people had the flu after that. No, because I feel awful about it. I feel horrible, but I did. Um, I'm so sorry about that. But um, well, I was fine. <laughs> it can't have been me, really. Um, but yeah, no, it was a fantastic day. So I, it was. Again, I'm very emotional, very much wear my heart on my sleeve. So I think every single person that talked, I cried about, I cried, you know. Um, I think it was just the energy in the room was fantastic, just knowing that all these people were there just to support each other. And I think there were some really difficult conversations that kind of went ahead, but really necessary conversations that, that went ahead. And the fact that I was sat next to sort of Scott um, and Adam and Joe Rylett, uh, and you know, I think the 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 feeling. I think of certain things, you know, that we that were talked about was really hard to hear for everybody. But I think um, you know, having both men and women there was perfect. You know, it, it was the right audience, and it was just supportive and lovely. It was lovely, whilst emotionally draining. Lovely, and I'm sure, and you know, if you felt that out of everybody. So yeah, it was, but it was fantastic. And also, I'm sorry. I think I've got ADHD. I, I am ADHD rather, as I should say. I'm going through tests at the moment <laughs> with the doctor, but um, I was really taken aback and felt so proud that people even slightly, some people slightly knew who I was. So like for you to recognize me and, you know, for Verona Frankish to recognize me, my mind was so totally blown. And I, it really like, yeah, it, it's so. It was a wonderful day, and not just because you know I sound like big-headed now. People recognise me, but actually, it was just it, it. It sort of brings home to me that I'm hopefully doing the right things, not just for me, but my clients, my customers, and other people can and like take away. I don't know any successes or anything that's happening. So it's nice. I just think it's the power of social media, yeah. um, and you feel that actually you know somebody. It's not mm -hmm. like you've met for the first time. It's actually well, you've seen them twenty-five times already because you're seeing them every day. They're on they're on your timeline. Yeah. They go and then, oh hello, how are you? You feel like you already know them. 
yeah. I remember I was with um, Luke in Australia at Eric four years ago and it was 11 o'clock at night on the Gold Coast and somebody comes along and goes, oh, hi, Luke, how are you? And sorry, that's the worst Aussie accent. Um, <laughs> that was a Cockney accent. So, uh, and um, it's like, yes. And he goes, I've been watching all your videos um, that you've been doing from the UK and it's just... It's just incredible. It's Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. I went to a networking event last night, um, uh, Women Mean Business Networking uh, in, in York, and I walked through the door with my friend, and um, the first person there was like, oh, Holly. And I was like, what? What's happening? I, like, And there's a couple of people in there that sort of recognise me, but it will be from LinkedIn, from social media, and you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. Exactly. Exactly. So what about you? What do you learn? Where do you get your learnings from? Who do you follow? Any good podcasts or books that you can recommend? Yeah, so I do throughout my um, sort of work experience, I like learning things. I like asking questions. Um, for an example, I probably go too far sometimes asking questions like, how was at the dentist this morning? And I want, and she showed me some x-rays of my teeth. And I went, I stood there for another 15 minutes asking loads of questions. I got to write out diagrams for me to show me things. I just want to, I like to learn about the whys and what is happening and why that's going on. So I have like quite, um, I like, I, I'm quite good at absorbing things. If I can see it, I'm a, I'm a very visual learner and a, and a, um, do it kind of learner you know I have to do it to be able to understand and for my brain to take it in um so and it's funny again with this sort of ADHD potential um diagnosis that I'm trying to get at the moment um I was talking to my mum about it the other day and she said you know you couldn't concentrate on things you couldn't you know you would start a thousand things and then never finish them and never go back to them and you know go from one thing to another so I think that I'm a very curious person and I like to do a lot at the same time and also learn as much as I can. Um, I found with being a full-time mum and also starting a full-time business at the same time, I haven't had time for reading, particularly listening to podcasts and things. I did start um, quite religiously listening to Simon Gates's podcast, um, so that that was fantastic opening the gates to more listings and I absolutely love Simon he's a little legend um and yeah so I think for, from a learning point of view I don't get the time as much anymore hence why I asked the dentist what all about this thing because I really like to to learn and 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 just absorb things so here's a question here's a question you need to ask for dentists next time you're there yeah. Can I ask you, do you have a property empire? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I do, yeah. You will be surprised how yes. many um, properties they have in their portfolios. I should do. I know. That's a little unknown fact. Thanks for that. No, I will definitely. I'm seeing them again on uh, on Friday. So apparently I need some work doing, which is, you know, that's fine. But I'll ask again and you never know. Because you never know where your next listing's coming from, do you? You have exactly. to be the whole goes back to being nice to everybody you don't know what situation they're in you don't know anything about them if you're just nice to everybody then kind of you never know what will come what your way a bit like karma 
down. 100%. So look, just final question, and you mentioned there um, about juggling. So juggling being a mum, juggling um, looking after your business. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about time management at the start. So how do you do it? What's the, what's the secret to your success? <laughs> um, I actually don't know. Um, I... I've, I've always been rubbish with time management, really, if I'm honest. Um, again, that's something I've had to learn to do a little bit more of. Um, if I'm the busier I am, the better I am. At I'm not very good when things are quiet and I've not got a lot on because I'll, my mind will wander or I'll spend hours on Canva um, just designing things. So I need to be busy. So I try and um, there are times that I've got, you know, planners. So I have like a, an hourly planner. So I will write down in there kind of everything that I need to do and I'll tick it off as I go. Um, but then there are other days where I kind of, I get lost, unfortunately. It's just one of those things. It's my personality. I get lost sometimes without real structure. So um, so for me, I have no clue how I do it. I don't. Um, it could be the ADHD. And um, then if it is, then it's a superpower because actually I can do loads of different things all at once and not know how I'm doing it. But my husband's exactly the same. We, um, you know, we we bought a house and renovated it. We, um, you know, I was dealing with this, the personal stuff. We moved house, um, you know, our house. We moved my mum and dad. Then we moved into, when we moved into this one, we did a full renovation while I was pregnant. I also then started a business at the same time. This is all within about a year. And sort of me and, I, and again, you know, when we were trying to save up for our first house, we started a side business of making pallets, um, things out of pallet, you know, like wine holders or like bath boards. You know, we're all we're on the go all the time. So I haven't, there is no answer apart from we're just weird. I don't know. <laughs> Never had that answer before on the podcast, but thank you. You've never had me on before, so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was, thank you so much for your time. I'm incredibly grateful. Um, if people want to get hold of you, how do they find you, please? Uh, they will find me on, depending on what you need. Uh, if you need house selling, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you just want a chat or you're struggling with anything at all, I'm always, always open for a chat on LinkedIn. Or if you want to, um, you know, pop me a message, my number's on there. So, um, but yeah, I, reach out to me i'm always up for a for a chat and if you're in ever in york as well come for a cuppa like tell me and i'll come for a cuppa and if you take me to betty's tea rooms i, I mean i'm self-employed Stephen. like I, don't <laughs> have to, I have to remortgage for that but maybe maybe we'll see <laughs> thanks very much for your time and thank you everybody for watching and listening and please like it share it um because the content that Holly shared today is great. And I look forward to seeing your further successes and growth and going from obviously Talk TV to BBC TV, Sky News, um, CNN. Mind you, don't go to CNN because that's constant negative news. Yeah, Allegedly constant <laughs> negative news. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye, everybody.